Welcome to Airwaves, the official podcast of the Naval Air Systems Command. I'm your host, Michael Lauren Prue. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced a sudden shift to a distributed work environment. As we get used to this new normal of social distancing and remote work, the digital tools and technologies that enable our work have become increasingly important. Joining us today are Lori Delaney and Joe Corvia to tell us more about the NAVIR Digital Department of the Engineering and Cyber Warfare Group and what this team is doing to enhance our virtual workspace. Lori, Joe, thank you for joining us. Thank you. So to begin today, I want to learn more about your group, when you were formed and why. NAVIR leadership chose to realign the formal digital group and the engineering group to form the Engineering and Cyber Warfare uh, group. This allowed us to integrate cyber, IT, and data and analytics disciplines in, in one group within NAVAIR. That didn't change our mission, which was to provide improved tools and technologies to the workforce and to help meet program and mission outcomes. So Joe, we've heard the words digital transformation. Why is it more important than ever to build a digital culture across NAVAIR? So first off, I'd like to say that NAVAIR's digital transformation is aligned with the Navy's digital transformation. I believe that, that this digital culture will help us be more productive, more efficient, and effective in the future. We've tried to leverage things like the cloud, high-performance computing and machine learning and artificial intelligence to help make better use of our data, improve decision-making, and speed up app development. We're also looking at industry best practices and approaches that'll help us to bring these technologies to the workforce faster. Some examples of those technologies is robotic process automation, which will help us eliminate manual work. DevSecOps, which will improve the speed it takes to develop and deploy applications for our workforce and improve security. We're also taking advantage of the cloud, and one example of that is the T-45 pilot. It's a joint effort with Amazon Web Services, PMA 273, and the Digital Department, and NOC AD. We hope to prove out the tools and capabilities of the cloud to help support data analytics and machine learning, and scaling that to high-performance computing. And this will help the T-45 office improve their ability to track and improve readiness for the T-45. So in response to COVID-19, much of our workforce is working remotely. What's been done to enable a more mobile and effective workforce? So as you know, the workforce moved very quickly into working remotely. And in order to work from home, people need to be able to access their applications, their files, their data, and communicate with their teams. And there are three key areas that really needed to be addressed right away. So the first was how are 40,000 NAVAIR employees going to VPN into the network when there's less than 25,000 VPNs for the entire Navy? The Navy really worked hard to increase the number of VPNs. Yeah, to give you an example, they went from 23,500 VPN lines to over 130,000 VPN lines. They also changed the amount of time you could work in VPN. They originally recommended that you do that for four hours a day. We were able to change that to really now, you can work as long in a VPN environment as you want. Bandwidth was also a problem 
at each of the sites it was one gig or less. Now it is between four and 10 gigabytes per VPN site. So if you think about it, when we had the snowstorm in the past on the East Coast or an earthquake on the West Coast and people had the VPN in, they had to do it early in the morning or they got shut out for the day. That doesn't exist anymore with the improvements that the Navy gave. And one more thing to add to that is those improvements are here to stay. So after COVID-19 emergency is over, we're still going to have this increased VPN capability and the increased bandwidth. So that's going to help our workforce in the future as they work remotely. The second thing that we needed to take care of were phone lines. So um, when we all started teleworking, there was no availability of phone lines. They were saturated. So Navair had a limited phone bridge, and, and that phone bridge was saturated. So our group quickly took steps to expand the number of phone lines. First, what we did is we repurposed our VTC bridge. That gave double the amount of phone lines that were currently available, but that still wasn't enough. The next thing we did is we worked with a commercial vendor. We're able to get a thousand temporary lines that we were able to distribute to the Navair workforce in order for them to be able to communicate with their teammates. The third thing we did is we really stepped up our communications. So we quickly started a working remote site, and that provided information and updates to help our workforce in working remotely. So much of the information was coming from multiple sources. It was changing daily. And we took all that information and we distilled it so that it would be easy for our workforce to utilize. And then we made changes as we learned more about the situation. So because of the pandemic, there was like a critical need for this type of information. But even as we are moving to a more normal status, we're still going to continue to provide this information to help our workforce to use our digital tools, whether they're working on site or working remotely. So as someone who has been working remotely during these past few months, it, it has been interesting to watch as these capabilities have really come online and they've been so helpful. But what would you say are some of the best collaboration tools available? And what, were the, what would be their benefits? So we have some really great collaboration tools. We've had SharePoint and Fusion. They've been our tools used by the Navair workforce to share information and content for several years. And they've been critical for our workforce to collaborate and for leadership to share information. But the Navy implementation of Office 365 is really our future. We started implementing Office 365 as a pilot program for the Navy several months ago. But the demand for modern collaboration tools has become so critical because of COVID-19. And this has resulted in Navy moving really quickly to migrate the rest of NAVAIR and the Navy to Office 365. So a lot of our teammates, they're already on Office 365 and are really making strides and collaborating with their teammates. But we're working hard to get Office 365 to the rest of our NAVAIR teammates this summer. In addition to what the Navy was doing with Microsoft Teams and Office 365, the Department of Defense also introduced a collaboration tool. They call it the Commercial Virtual Remote Environment, or CVR. That has some differences from the Microsoft Teams that Lori talked about. It allows people to collaborate with industry, academia, and other services, so you don't have to be tied to the NMCI network. It also can be used on your personal devices, phones, tablets, computers. That capability is temporary. It is currently scheduled to end around the middle of September. But the Navy is going to work to try to incorporate some of that capability into the Teams environment that Lori talked about earlier. 
I would say that uh, CVR and Office 365, they both use Microsoft Teams as their foundation, and it's really helped our workforce in being able to collaborate during this time when we're all teleworking and we're not together. So both of these have been a benefit to our workforce. So speaking of Office 365, as the rollout continues, what capabilities will this enable for our workforce? And what can we, as members of the workforce, do to prepare for Office 365? So Office 365 has incredible capabilities. It really is going to change how we work. You get all the Office products you currently have and you're familiar with, but Office 365 has tools that are going to help you communicate, collaborate, and really just get more done. So you're going to have increased mail storage. Your mailbox increases from 2 gigabytes to 100 gigabytes. You won't even need your PSTs anymore. You can just bring them into your mailbox. With OneDrive, you can save your documents to the cloud and share with one or many coworkers. You're going to have a terabyte of space. You never have to worry about your computer crashing and losing your files because now your files are in the cloud. Instead of sending large files, you can send links, and everyone's always going to have access to the most current version of the file. Your team can collaborate on documents, spreadsheets, and presentations in real time. Um, you can share your screen with others. You can chat with colleagues, use the voice and video capabilities, and have virtual meetings. So in the current telework environment, these capabilities have become invaluable. So as far as what do you need to do to prepare for Office 365, honestly, not much. The week before you migrate to Office 365, you get an email letting you know that you're going to migrate. We have a site where you can check the date that you're going to migrate, and you verify the date, and there's a couple little steps that you need to take care of, and that's all you have to do. And there's some people who get Office 365, and we get calls saying, I didn't get Office 365, and it's because it was so seamless. They actually did receive the software, and um, they just didn't know it. And honestly, I think I'll admit I was one of those people. It did. It happened so seamlessly. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I have 365. But some of these virtual tools, a lot of these virtual tools are new to people within our workforce. So where can they find out more information about these tools or kind of get some additional guidance on how to be successful in the virtual environment? They can go to the Working Remotely SharePoint site. That's a great asset. That's broken up into a number of areas that'll help people work remotely now and in the future. Some of the examples of that is provide you with ways to uh, connect to the network and to look in directions on how to get to Outlook Web Access, which is another way of getting to, the, to your Outlook instead of using VPN. It also has some interesting tips and tricks and slick sheets to help you with things like audio, video, file transfer, and collaboration tools that you can use while you're working remotely. It has teleworking guidelines and guidelines for peripherals you can use with your NMCI devices while you're at home. And there's also a section on tips, how-tos, and frequently asked questions and areas where you can get CAC certification and teleconferencing tips and frequently asked questions. So it's a very useful site, and all you need to do is go to, to Teams or the Navigator and type in working remotely. Right, so in addition to the information guides that um, we have posted on our working remote site, we also have a digital toolbox, the Navier Digital Toolbox. And the digital toolbox is a crowdsourcing tool where tool owners and users can add tools and look for tools. 
So you can search by name, category, and keyword for any kind of tools that you might be interested in. And it gives some general information about the tool, how to get an account, and provides a link to the tool. So currently there's over 200 tools in the Navair Digital Toolbox, so you should be able to find a lot of the capabilities that you need there. So as we all continue to embrace this new remote working environment and find ways to be successful, what tips do each of you have for our workforce while working remotely? And what are the best ways for us to stay engaged? So I'd say the first thing is be patient. This is new to everybody, including those at the help desk that are helping you um, when you ask questions. Another thing that I would say is routinely keep in contact with your teammate or your organizations that you support and see how they're doing. Make sure they're, they're doing okay. Sometimes isolation has different effects on people. Employee assistance services is available if you think that someone needs help. On the technology side, one of the things that I think will help people connect better is um, headsets and cameras so that they can take advantage of the video capability that these collaboration tools uh, provide. At headquarters, we've ordered headsets and cameras for everyone, and we had options on the contract that we used so that the other commands can take advantage um, of headsets and cameras in their organizations. I guess to jump on what Joe was talking about, the cameras and the headsets. So, you know, from day one, I was using the headsets and not the cameras as much. And I've noticed over time, even though I haven't gotten my hair cut for a couple months, I enjoy the engagement with people when we do use the cameras. And it really does make a difference. Yeah, I will say I have really enjoyed that that social engagement, even within these Teams meetings. have to get my lighting perfect, of course. But anyway, so... We've talked a lot of benefits during this podcast today, but what would you say are some of the greatest challenges that individuals have experienced uh, when it comes to switching to a virtual workspace? Well, I think we hit on a couple of those right up front. The infrastructure just wasn't prepared for it, and the Navy's done a great job with that, whether it was increasing the number of VPN licenses or uh, some of the the bandwidth issues that, that they had. The next thing was you could call it cultural, but getting used to the tools and starting to use them. I think people have really taken on uh, to using them. I know we in the digital group have almost entirely started to move all our meetings to these different platforms, as much to learn how to use them and to provide help and guidance to others. Some of the the biggest challenge we see moving forward is uh, not enough classified space and not having the same capability in a classified environment. So we're working hard with Navy to try to to make those things available for the workforce today. I think there's been a lot of positives out of this too, not just challenges. We've learned that we can be pretty productive when we're not in the office sitting next to our coworkers. And I think that will help in the future too. Maybe we will be able to change our recruiting methods to let them work from from different states, different counties within the the area or within the United States. And then we've also really started to adapt these commercial tools that are available today, and I think the entry-level folks will appreciate that we're using the most state-of-the-art tools that that industry's using too. So one of the challenges I've experienced while working remotely is keeping a secure VPN connection. And Joe, I think you mentioned earlier how that connection has kind of evolved as we've worked remotely. There's still a lot you can do off of VPN. So tell me about that. Yeah, there's um, 
quite a few systems that we can get to that are not VPN. Um, one is NavAirU, which they accelerated the movement uh, so that you could not, you didn't have to be VPNed in because we thought training might be some of the things people could get caught up on when, when this first happened. Uh, shortly after that, Navy ERP, which is used by the financial community and all of us when we're, we're uh, putting in our time cards, you no longer need to use the VPN. And SPS, which is a system used by the uh, procurement group to do contract writing, it no longer needs a VPN connection. Some other areas is Navigator and, and my team, so those SharePoint sites, along with the ActDemo Performance System tool, which is known as Castanet. You can go to USA Staffing to see what pending hiring actions are. So those are examples of, of a number of tools that you don't need to VPN into that people use on a day-to-day -day basis. I think one of the other concerns when working remotely is security. When it comes to security, are there certain things that we need to keep in mind? So we always need to keep security in mind, um, make sure that we're using the proper operational security as we do when we're in the office. But teleworking has definitely created some additional challenges and questions around security. We need to make sure Alexa and Google Dot are off, out of range. We get lots of questions like, can we use headsets or cameras? Can we plug in our home devices to our MCI machines? What collaboration tools can we use? And so, you know, we talked a little bit about that working remote page. So we've put answers, um, frequently asked questions, different help guides to help people getting through this so that they can make the right decisions on what they can and can't do from a security standpoint. So as we wrap up today, how will our efforts to accelerate a digital transformation now put us in a better position when we do return to work? So I believe what we've been doing from a digital transformation will allow us to work remotely and collaboratively, no matter what the new normal is after COVID-19. We should be able to see a spacing that meets the CDC guidelines. And we may be able to see a reallocation of space to help us have a more secure environment, to work in a classified environment more so than we can today. We've also demonstrated that the command is pretty productive even when we're working remotely because of the tools like Teams, CVR, uh, Fusion, and SharePoint, to name a few. We've also continued on our roadmap to improve productivity and reduce costs with things like robotic process with bots, visualization tools, and advanced analytics to help with decision making, and also the movement to the cloud and all the capabilities that the cloud brings together. So I think all these things will help position us better for whatever that new normal is when we get back to work. Well, I want to thank you both for joining us today and a big thank you to your team for all you are doing to optimize our mobile work environment. Having these right tools and technologies available, it's certainly helping us to continue the Navy and Marine Corps mission from home. And that's it for this edition of Airways. Thanks for listening.